Hello, we are so glad to bring our teaching to you in a different way today. We're going to be teaching about the Holy Spirit, what Jesus taught from this home. So we are glad that this is a home that has been church. They've had students here. They've been able to do um, sacraments here. They've done baptism. They've done communion. Everything that brings the church family together, it happens here. So we are very glad, Michelle, to be in your home. So thank you for hosting us. Tell us who is with us at your dining table here. Thank you. Um, I'm Michelle Solberg, and this is uh, Natalie Liu, and she um, is here from China, and she attends Orangewood Christian School. And this is Jacob. Yes. And he's been with us for two and a half years. Right. And this is my sister Savannah right here. She just got here um, half, about half years ago, and this is her freshman here. here. Mm -hmm. So even in a home, we can teach the scriptures about the Holy Spirit that Jesus has given to us in the scripture. In our sermon today, we are going to be looking at the preparation Jesus gave his followers about the Holy Spirit at three different times. We're going to be looking at one, before his death, second, after his resurrection, and third, before his ascension into heaven. Jesus himself, when he started his ministry, we read in the book of Luke, where Jesus was quoting from Isaiah chapter 61. Jesus said, the spirit of the living God is upon me. And that spirit that was on Jesus was the same spirit he was going to teach about before his death, after the resurrection, and before the ascension. So we're going to be looking at that. And what we want to bring out today in the teaching is to know that the Holy Spirit that we're learning about, there are four main points we want to talk about. That is the first one we'll talk about is that the presence of Jesus in the believer's life is the presence of the Holy Spirit. But then we'll move on from that and talk about the promise that was given in the scriptures about the Holy Spirit. And we'll talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll be followed by the proclamation with anyone who has the Holy Spirit. And that is what we'll see in the scripture. So friends, I'm going to be starting off by looking at John chapter 14. In the book of John, we see where our message is going, what Jesus had to say in preparation of the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself is going to teach about the Holy Spirit before his death. And in this passage, we see in John, Jesus is saying, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, he will give you another advocate to help you, and he will be with you forever. That's a clear teaching of the Bible about the Holy Spirit. But also we see in John chapter 15, this is what it reads about the Holy Spirit. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, he will testify about me. And you also must testify for you have been with me from the beginning. So the Holy Spirit from the beginning and the Holy Spirit is present with the teaching of Jesus. Now, as we were preparing this talk here to teach about the Holy Spirit, we talked about the word that is used in the Bible. You know, there are two main ideas that we have here. 
And that word I mentioned earlier to Michelle is the word paraclete. And that, what it says about paraclete is the word that is sometimes translated in our scripture. It talks about the advocate, the counselor, and the comforter. Mm -hmm. Jesus, the spirit of truth, teaches us that we have the advocate as the counselor, we have him as the comforter, and also we have him as the advocate for us. Now, we're sitting here, Jacob, you tell us, how have you experienced the Holy Spirit in any of these areas, whether as an advocate, a counselor, or also your helper? Tell us how you've experienced that. Mm, so for me, I experienced it through music, because for me, I play keyboard for our youth group, uh, the worship team. So every time when I play keyboard and we do worship things, even we pray, we praise God, and I just, I can feel the spirit flows through me when I play the piano. And I also see people whose hands up, raising their hands and just worshiping God. It just, I can, I can feel it. It's, it's always amazing. Praise God. So that is what we're talking to you. The Holy Spirit helps you as an advocate. And the Holy Spirit becomes your counselor, even in the worship, which is the main reason we are created for worship. So the Holy Spirit helps us in worship. But Michelle, let's talk a little bit about, we talk about the Holy Spirit, our advocate, counselor, and also our comforter. Mm -hmm. As a wife, as a, as a mom, and you have these children in your home, mm -hmm. what ways have you seen for you and for them that the Holy Spirit is really working in your home and everywhere? Um, just in our I would say our calling and our decision to host students. Um, we've always had students in our house, but uh, years back, we took a special calling from Orangewood Christian School um, to host not one, but two boys. And that was a little bit of a stretch um, for my husband at first. And I would say now the Holy Spirit has uh, been our comforter, our counselor, our helper, because um, now we have four students. That's right. And so, um, and we just uh, feel blessed to yes. be able to serve and um, host them for their families. Yes. So the Holy Spirit that breaks every barrier, the Holy Spirit that fills us wherever we come from, because it's in the scripture. And I know you're an artist, you draw, you play sports. Every one of these areas are part of what the Holy Spirit is talking about. So I'm going to go to John, the four areas that I'm now going to mention how the presence of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14, verse 17 and 23, this is what it tells you. He lives with you and he is in you. That's the presence of the Holy Spirit. That the Father said, because I love you, I have come to you in your home, uh, make the Holy Spirit present. That's a teaching of the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is present when we trust Jesus. But it's not only the presence of Jesus in the life of a believer, but a promise was given in the scripture. In John chapter 14 and in verse 16, it tells us that clearly that Jesus said, I will give you another advocate, counselor, and helper. So the Holy Spirit is promised to the believer. Every believer who trusts Jesus Christ, that promise is for you. Mm 
Because the Holy Spirit comes and he speaks for us. So whether it's in music, whether it's in arts, it's in sports, it's in the home, you know, all the Christian things that happen here and your husband's job and everywhere we are as a believer, we are depending on the Holy Spirit. So the first two things we see that the Holy Spirit presence and the Holy Spirit that is promised to us. So we feel that, we know that because the scripture clearly teaches us about the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, the third area that we want to see what the Holy Spirit does is that the Holy Spirit is the power. I love that section because in John chapter 15, it says here, Claire, when the Advent comes upon you that I will send the Spirit of truth, he will come from the Father. So the Holy Spirit is the power that Jesus is teaching. All this teaching is taking place before Jesus dies and goes to the cross. He's teaching this to the believers. It's very clear here in the, in the scriptures we are looking at, John 15. And in also in the Bible, it tells us it's not only the power of the Holy Spirit we see, that this power teaches us all things. So as we study truth in the scripture, which we're going to be looking at, that truth is because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Do we see that? Do you see that in your own life? Do you see when you are thinking about scripture that you memorize, you know about, is showing you that the spirit is going to teach you everything. And finally, the fourth one, the spirit is also bringing proclamation. So we've talked about the presence of Jesus, the promise and the power of the Holy Spirit. But we see that John tells us here that it is the spirit that brings us to proclaim the gospel. So the good news of Jesus Christ is for us to testify. That means we are the witness of what the Holy Spirit. So as we sit around a table where Jesus had sat around with his disciples, they had a meal and he showed them the humility. He started to wrap this up by teaching about he's going to leave. Because I read here, when I read here in John, that after Jesus has said all these things about the Holy Spirit, physically he said, I'm going to leave you but the promise of the Holy Spirit will always be there. So we all have the Holy Spirit because we know Christ. You may be listening and you also know that the presence of the Holy Spirit is with you. You need to take time to wait and really experience that in your life. You may never have experienced the Holy Spirit in your life. This is also the opportunity to say, I can call on him because it's a spirit that is promised it's a spirit that has power to change and transform my life, but it's also a spirit that is going to help me to proclaim what Jesus Christ has done. So we're going to pause here to be able to pray to the Holy Spirit that is in us. And so as we take this time, I want us to reflect in silence for a moment, each one of us around this table and you, wherever you're joining us in the room where you are, we're just going to take a moment in silence to know that the presence of the Holy Spirit is here. The power of the Holy Spirit is here because Jesus is here and we'll have a proclamation. Why don't we just take a moment to pause, reflect on the work of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for sending us your Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the Advocate, the Helper, 
the Spirit of Truth. Now, Lord, as we wait upon Him, we pray that we will experience that special power because we invite Him who is already here to just be with us now. Welcome back. You notice that I'm in a different location now and join with my sister and colleague here, Dr. Teresa McCaskill. Teresa was here on staff at Northland when I first arrived here in 1996. She sang in the worship team and worked on staff as a creative producer, helping to plan and sing during worship service. She and her husband, Paul, left us in 2013 for Edinburgh, Scotland, so that Teresa could pursue a PhD in biblical studies from the University of Edinburgh. You can read more about her on our website and all that, how she serves here. Teresa came back to us in 2021 as a creative strategist, and we are grateful for our ideas and biblical knowledge that not only connects us with our past at Northland, but which are guiding us forward into the future. I think you'll see in a few moments why I've asked Teresa to join me. You notice that we're surrounded by books in this space. <laughs> to set the scene, we've moved from the Gospel of John where Jesus taught about the Holy Spirit to his disciples before his crucifixion. And now we've arrived in the Gospel of Luke. Luke records Jesus' resurrection from the dead in chapter 24 and his encounter with two of his disciples on the road to Emmaus. You might know that. The two didn't recognize Jesus until he breaks bread with them. But then Jesus disappeared and they returned to tell the news to the other disciples in Jerusalem. As they were talking about what happened, Jesus suddenly appeared in the room where they were. At first, they doubted that it was Jesus, but he showed them the wounds in his hands and feet and even ate some boiled fish with them. But what I want to focus on is what Jesus then had to say about the spirit in Luke chapter 24, verses 44 to 49. Jesus first opened up the minds of his disciples to understand the scriptures. He then told them that they should proclaim repentance for forgiveness of sins in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. He said in verse 49, I am going to send you what my father had promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. I've asked Dr. McCaskill to join me so that we can talk about the importance of scripture for the Christian and how the Holy Spirit can use it to equip us for his kingdom. Teresa writes a weekly Bible study for Northland that goes into what's week sermon. You can find it in the digital worship guide and on our website. This Bible study is intended to help you encounter God in his word and you can do it by yourself or you can do it with others. So welcome Teresa. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pastor Gus. Welcome. 
And it's a privilege uh, to be here and talk with you for a couple minutes about the role of the Holy Spirit in how we understand the Bible. So I take very seriously what Luke records in Luke 24, 45. Jesus opened their minds to understand the Mm. scriptures. Without the guidance of the Spirit of Jesus, none of us could make sense of the Bible. I've been a lifelong student of the Bible. Um, From an early age, I began reading through the Bible in in its entirety and enjoyed reading through the Psalms and Proverbs every month for many years. After I began working at Northland in 1995, I decided to study the Bible in an academic setting. So I took the long way to a master's in biblical studies, 12 years, um, and I also gained a master's in practical theology in Edinburgh. My husband Paul and I were in Edinburgh for a total of five years, where I completed my PhD in New Testament language, literature, and theology. All that to say, I still don't know everything about the Bible. I still feel that there is so much more to know, and I'm energized every time I approach the text. The truth is, without the Holy Spirit of God, none of us could make sense of the Bible. But with him, all of us can. I hope that you'll join me and experience the Spirit opening your mind to understand the Scriptures. Perhaps you'll find Northland's Bible study helpful, but there are also many other opportunities for studying the Bible here at Northland, and you can find them on our website. So as we continue on in our worship time, we'll focus on the promise of the Holy Spirit. This promise was true for the disciples who heard it for the first time from Jesus and it is true for every Christian today. I believe Northland has been given a special opportunity to trust the Spirit as we await God's choice for our next senior pastor. Who knows what God might do? But for now, let's remember Jesus' words. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised. This is the Holy Spirit, and He is here. He is with us and wants us to experience him in a new way. God is faithful, and he will do it. Can I get an amen? Amen, sister, and amen. (laughs) It is inspiring to hear Dr. King again in that speech. The man was passionate and spoke with the Holy Spirit power. Every one of us were called to proclaim the gospel. We're not going to be looking at the Great Commission as Jesus gave it in Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 11, and then see how we can respond to that word that he's given to us. We have seen that Jesus was teaching on the Holy Spirit before his death. Then we also saw Jesus teaching on the Holy Spirit after the resurrection. Now we're going to see before his ascension what he is going to say in Acts chapter 1, verse 1 to 11. So the first thing we see here, the presence of Jesus. He's present with the disciples and apostles and believers for over 40 days. But while he is present with them, we read in the text that Jesus is also telling them about the promise the gift the Father was going to give. And then he not only tells them about the promise of the gift that the Father was going to give, Jesus is talking about the power that they are going to have in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. 
He said, you will receive power. And that is the Holy Spirit power that will live in us. The reason the Holy Spirit power lives in us so that we can go and proclaim the gospel. As we consider that the Spirit is the only one we're going to rely on, His presence in us, His power in us, the promise we have received, and therefore we are ready to go and proclaim. As we head to the closing of the service, imagine yourself being with Jesus in this great commission He's giving in Acts 1, 1 to 11. But he's saying, I will give you the Holy Spirit that will help you to go out and proclaim the gospel. How will you respond to this commission? As we go through this song that's going to be our commissioning, take time to imagine, to reflect, and the question to be answered, am I ready to go out depending on the Holy Spirit to my family, to my neighborhood, and everywhere Jesus would call us. Listen as we go and commit ourselves.